Get Advisor Fit with Olivia Looper, a series of interviews with financial consultants and industry experts helping financial advisors strategize, market, and grow their business using core fitness values and analogies. Do something today that your future self will thank you for with Get Advisor Fit. Here's your host, Olivia Looper. Hey guys, welcome to Get Advisor Fit. I'm so glad that you've come back again. Today we have an amazing guest that I cannot wait to share with you. I was actually on this guest podcast recently. The episode hasn't yet been released, but we had a lot of fun, so I know this is going to be great. Welcome, Matt Holleran, your friendly neighborhood podcasting expert, no pressure or anything, and <laughs> the co-founder of Proud Mouth and the expert behind the new course offering, Influence Accelerator Academy, which I'm sure he will tell us about. Welcome, Matt. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. I'm so happy you're here. I have a confession before we start, uh, which I didn't tell you last time, but I watched one of your webinars a few years ago okay. on podcasting. Actually, I didn't actually watch it at first. My husband watched it and I said, you need to watch this and take notes because I have all this stuff to do. And he watched it and he was like, this is actually legit. You might want to watch it yourself. So I was like, okay. And I did. And at the time it was so I could learn how to help my advisor clients who were interested in podcasting. It wasn't for myself necessarily. I'm not a person who was super into podcasts at the time. I was kind of like, oh man, here's another thing to keep up with. But you kind of changed my mind. So Let's just got, got that out there. Yay. So I've been following you for a bit. Um, and I know that, I mean, most people in our industry know who you are, but why don't you give us a little rundown for those who are new? Sure. Uh, so um, I started actually behind the microphone at 13. I was Madman Matt Halloran on my local high school radio station. And uh, I remember getting off my first show, Olivia, and I ran into my advisor's office and her, her name was Chris Kirkpatrick. And, and I said, Mrs. Kirkpatrick, um, I know what I want to be when I grow up. And she goes, please tell me it's not a DJ. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, like right out of the like wind oh. out of the sails. And she basically said, look, it's really, really hard to get a, a, an actual career in this. Um, and so life happened and lots of things happened. Became a therapist, realized I wasn't very good at being a therapist. Um, and so I became a consultant in financial services. So I worked with a company called Peak, uh, which is now called Carson Consulting, which is where I cut my teeth in financial services, uh, spoke in front of thousands of advisors, worked with hundreds of them with their practice management, went out on my own after I published my first book, The Social Media Handbook for Financial Advisors, um, which was way too early. They should have posted, I should have published that book two years after it came out because no broker dealer was allowing any advisor on social at the time. Um, and then uh, about six years ago, I met this crazy Canadian guy and uh, we were at a conference together and we just clicked. And uh, we were like, look, we have to figure out a way to work together. I, I don't know what this looks like right now. Uh, and that's my now partner, Kirk Lowe. Uh, five years ago, we became Top Advisor Marketing, and we didn't even have a product offering, so we didn't have a viable product for the first year, roughly. Um, that's when we were building and testing. I was doing all of the interviews, writing most of the social media. I was doing all of the editing of the podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, we only had like five or six clients, so it was manageable. 
but now we have over 100. We've produced over 4,000 episodes uh, and about 50,000 social media posts. And, and much like you, Olivia, we try our best to uh, find the advisor's voice and help them get that voice out into the marketplace because we're tired of them feeling like they're the best kept secret. And we know that podcasting uh, is a great way for them to get their voice out into the marketplace. And, uh, and so we did change the name of the Academy. Uh, so I actually have to check what, what my team sent to you from my bio, but it's now called the pod rocket Academy. Uh, oh. So we just officially launched that um, uh, about 30 days ago, 30 days, yeah, about 30 days ago from when we were recording this, uh, we already have 300 people in there. Uh, our goal is to get to a thousand paying members by the end of this year. But the nice thing about the Academy is for those people who want to do it themselves, uh, we teach you everything you need to know, everything from editing to cover art to how to do a professional intro and outro, then how to take it and turn it into social media. We got tech stack videos to teach you how to use the, the tech that we use. We realized Olivia very simply that, um, I, I can't help everybody. It's like you, right? You have a very labor intensive business model. So do we. And so this was a way for us to scale and help more advisors. Yeah, I love it. I'm super inspired by it because, you know, I found myself in the same boat where you want to be able to help as many people as you possibly can, but you're only one person. And even with the greatest team in the world, you know, I'm, I have a hard time. I guess the, they say letting go of the vines, or the rains, you know, I, everything's still, I feel like I'm quality control. Everything still has to go through me. So I'm, I'm actually trying to formulate how, what that would look like, what kind of, you know, course I could put together um, for advisors. I mean, that sounds perfect. I know that this is something that there are, you know, just scores of advisors who actually would be good at it, but just are lost as far as even what's the first step. So now it's called Pod Rocket, the Pod Rocket yeah. Academy. Yeah. I love it. I'm sorry. I took that from your LinkedIn profile. So um, yeah. it wasn't your staff. Don't worry. It was me. Um, so um, that's great. I mean, that's great to hear. I'm going to definitely plug that um, for especially my advisors that have been asking and, and wanting to dabble in podcasts. Well, the most important thing is it's not just for advisors and I should really clarify. So we built this, uh, yes, for like a solopreneur, right? And an advisor, but, but if an advisor has a team, one of the biggest issues, and I know you've experienced this with all the advisors that you work with, is there's not a lot of training in marketing for marketing assistants or even assistants who help the advisor with their content creation or their marketing. And we really built the academy more for them so that they can get a really robust education in all things content marketing. Um, and so that the advisor can feel like they're helping to contribute to the personal growth and development and professional growth and development of their team members, they are a perfect candidate uh, for the Academy. And, and honestly, for $99 a month, you get all sorts of coaching, all of these courses. It's a deal you just can't pass up. Yeah. I mean, I spend $100 on way less important things than that. <laughs> you and me so, both. Yeah. We won't get there, though. Um, so, I mean, I guess I'm just curious. I mean, you, it seems like everything is taking off just remarkably for you. Um, have you, did you feel like at all the, the COVID stuff and everybody like becoming more virtual was, you know, an accelerant to these programs for you? Oh gosh. So we not only doubled our team, but we've doubled a year over year. Well, we actually, so we've doubled for the last two years 
we've doubled both team and clients. And so, yes, this has been, uh, we're an entirely virtual company. So we didn't have to have, we didn't have the same um, issues that a lot of business owners had uh, because we were, everybody already works from home. Um, and so that, that was a big plus for us. Um, we have been an entirely virtual company since the beginning. I've only physically met in person, my business partner five times in oh. five years. And so, I mean, I see him every day, like we do, we do Skype and we do video chats all the time, but, um, and I feel like I have a magnificent relationship with him. I know his family, uh, but, but to the virtual component of it. And I also think that it really woke advisors up to realize that, um, you have to communicate to your ideal client prospect differently because what's happened and what advisors try to do is control things that they shouldn't control. So for instance, um, uh, webinars or seminars, right? So I'm going to do a seminar. It's a point in time. It's Thursday at seven o'clock. I'm buying you dinner. Well, what happens if Thursday at seven o'clock doesn't work for me? Then the advisor's like, well, they don't value financial advice. No, it's called life. So what we try to do is we try to convince advisors that you can communicate in that same level of an intensity with relationship building, but when it's convenient for your ideal client. And, and Olivia, I just think that was the game changer. Um, most of our clients who who podcast with us, their podcast works while they're sleeping. Um, they're like, we have one guy who recently uh, changed the format a little bit of his show and uh, added something to his show notes, uh, which is actually a calendar link so that people can set time on. And, and he's getting 10 new appointments basically out of what he considers nowhere because people listen to the show and they're like, oh my God, I totally want to do whatever you just talked about. Uh, and then they click a button and set time on his calendar. I just think that that's the power of great content. And it's not just podcasting because you create unbelievable content. It's the engagement. It's that real sort of vulnerability where you become human in your content. Uh, we just do it through voice and you do it through writing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the great things about all the forms of content marketing that, you know, we've been talking about is this 24 seven working for you machine that you can put together and build with a, you know, an initial investment of money and time, a combination of both or all DIY, whichever way you want to swing it. But either way you put your initial investment in and this content marketing machine runs for you all the time. I mean, what greater feeling is there than seeing that uh, Calendly pop up that you've gotten, you know, next week, your, your model week for prospects is full. You know, um, there's really no greater feeling than that, you, you know, just from, of course, you know, you're wanting to build your business, but also to know that what you're doing is working. So um, I really think that that's something that advisors forget to see, or if they've never experienced it before, is that once the machine is set up, it continues working around the clock and, you know, you can feed it as much or as little as you want, but, you know, either way, it's still running, which is great. Um so, I mean, I wanted to stop back and go back to the um, talking about helping an advisor find their voice. And what does that look like when, when you start working with an advisor? So we have a whole discovery process. My team <clears throat> does a lot of research on, on the advisor's talking points from their websites. You know, a lot of advisors have videos. So we spend a lot of time watching the videos before we ever meet with them. But our whole goal is to tease out the... Um, 
the appropriate personality. And I don't think that you can have a voice in the marketplace if you don't know who you are. Um, and not to get, you know, therapeutic or deeply philosophical, but you have to be yourself because everybody else is taken. And we try very early on in our relationships with our clients to give them that permission. Now, as you know, this is a, a, a very ego-driven uh, culture still, even though thankfully that's starting to change. And there's a lot of advisors who want to maintain this air of exclusivity and professionalism uh, that, by the way, turns off a lot of people. I was just going to say that. I was like, Hold it, wait till he's done. That's what you're going to say. Because that's exactly what I was going to say is that it, for so long, the industry has just been built on this stuffy image of suits and, you know, the gray backdrop head headshot and like, oh no, I can't make my own video and publish this. That's not, I mean, and it's, it's been difficult for me. I don't know if it's been difficult for you, but especially in more established advisors to sort of try to break them of that and say, hey, this is what's working. I promise if you try it, you won't regret it. Well, it, it, it's fear, right, Olivia? I mean, in, in we, I think we spent a little bit of time talking about this when you were on our show, but fear is false evidence appearing real. It's not actually real. Fear is not what's the reality of the situation. And I don't know if, I, I do know, it's because of how they were raised in the industry, right? This yeah. is how you have to look. This is how you have to act. This is how you have to be. You have to exhibit this level of confidence even when the market's freaking out, right? And, and what we're finding is the more human that you come across and people, because here's the deal, and this is going to sound negative, and, and it is, but there's a solution. This is a very highly commoditized business, right? You can go online and get a free financial plan. Now, is it good? No. Uh, but is it there? Yes. You can invest in Robinhood or, or uh, Acorns or all of these other programs, uh, and you can get investment management. I'm air quoting there, robo-advisors and all of those things. You don't want to compete in that marketplace because you you can't. What you can compete is the people who want to have an actual relationship with somebody who can do what advisors do, Olivia, which is change your life. Oh, my gosh. I was just on a call today earlier. Uh, with a company out of Austria. It's called MindMeister. Meister Labs is the organization. We use their mind mapping tool. We love it. Uh, we we're talking about how we can potentially work together more. And um, one of the things that, that was brought up was this overall idea that the authentic self is not what has been approved in financial services and financial advisors don't have the greatest uh, uh, reputation. And so uh, how do we get past that? And it was interesting because, you know, one of the gentlemen was Austrian and the other lady was American. And when I said that, the the Austrian guy, uh, he was like, oh my gosh, man, that's so true. I mean, everybody looks at advisors, especially in the States, as these, you know, money-hungry, horrible people. I'm like, but that's the thing is they're not. They're yeah. wonderfully caring, magnificent human beings. And if we allow the human being component to come out, that's when hopefully you and I, uh, working together can change how society looks at financial advisors. Absolutely. And I think another three thing about advisors who aren't afraid to come out of their shell and like embrace this authentic self is that they spend less time um, dealing with clients that aren't great fits, right? So when you are your authentic self, you do two things simultaneously. You attract the kinds of people that like you 
<laughs> and we'll get along well with you and you repel the people that you won't. So it saves you a lot of time and heartache. And from the client's perspective, they can choose an advisor and see, oh no, him and I, that will never work. We have opposing viewpoints. I don't like the way that he approaches this. Saves a lot of time, a lot of money, unnecessary hours on discovery calls if you just put yourself out there. Okay, so here we are. What advice would you give to advisors looking to leverage their own communication for business growth today? We talked a little bit here about the personalization, being your authentic self, letting that shine through. Are there any more um, like non-negotiables that you think advisors should keep in mind? I've never actually been asked that question before. So that's, that's a very interesting. So you're giving advice for business growth, you know, from content marketing perspective, what's one thing that advisors must absolutely embrace in order to, to see success? Oh, well, they have, to, they have to create organic content. Uh, I mean, now I'm going to sound like a broken record because I know you and I talk about that a lot out in the world. I know. Of uh, but it, that that is it. So uh, social media isn't a fad. It never has been. It is the way that people communicate today. Uh, you have to market to your ideal client and prospect in the media they prefer while they're there with organic content. And I think those are non-negotiables. Those are things that you just have to live in this world. I, I had a call with an advisor a couple of days ago, and he's like, well, Matt, none of my clients are on social. No, you're just not connected with them. Uh, and he's like, what? I'm like, no, seriously, right now, go to LinkedIn or go to Facebook, type that person's name is. Oh, they're right there. <laughs> they are right there. And you know, it's somebody else who does what you do is talking to them right now because you don't <laughs> exist there. Um, the other thing that's absolutely non-negotiable is um, you have to have a niche uh, or a niche as my Canadian friends say. And the reason why is because you can't compete with Fidelity and Edward Jones and in uh, Fisher Investments and Edelman Investments and Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman and I, the list goes on and on. Jim Cramer, right? You can't uh, market to them because you don't have the money and you also don't have the panache or the appeal. So the more focused you ha you are, uh, the better off you're going to be because then your content will talk to that specific market. And by the way, women is not a niche because they're fifty one percent of the population. People who are retiring is not a niche that is a huge number of of americans you need to get this down to a hundred thousand people or less that you can send your message to and then you have to be patient and and you know as well as i do as an entrepreneur we're not the most patient people in the world we want everything to happen yesterday but great marketing takes time and put that time in and it will pay unbelievable dividends absolutely thank you so much i mean I know, like you said, you and I, we talk about this all the time. So to us, it feels like broken record stuff. And I think I take that for granted sometimes when I'm talking to advisors and I always have to remind myself, like, this is not their everyday language. So I need to make sure that I'm covering first base before we're trying to, you know, make a home run. Mm -hmm. um, but so, yeah, it really just comes down to that that building that organic content. And like uh, I was talking to an advisor recently too, and uh, she was sort of frustrated. We, we hadn't been working together long. She was had been frustrated by her previous provider. And one of her, her gripes was like, well, when do we know that it's enough? And I said, well, here's the thing. You are, you are expected as a business owner to do this social media, 
to send emails. This is never changing and it's never going away. So what is enough? I mean, I guess we could measure that by you get your certain assets under management that you want. I don't know, but for client retention purposes, as well as keeping your pipeline full so that when you your client dies and their heirs don't come to you or they have a problem and they want to go somewhere else, you have a way to keep food on the table. I mean, sure, sure. obviously that's a hyperbole, but you know, uh, none of this is going away. It's just the way the world works now. So you can do a lot or a little if you really need to up your revenue generation, then you can do more. But there is a baseline that's expected for all business owners. Uh, as far as the social media creation, as far as keeping in touch through email, or, you know, whatever platform you like, if you do podcasts, webinars, sure. these things, it's sort of what's normal. And there's so I that's that question, when do you know it's enough? Well, I guess when you retire, you can be done with it. I don't. Well, it, it, it is really a beast that is never satiated, right? You can never give it enough. And it's also really interesting because it depends on the platform uh, from a content creation standpoint. In fact, I was just talking to my team about this uh, this past week because I was at a conference and we were live streaming at the conference and they probably tweeted 50 times. All right. Now, Olivia, if you wrote 50 pieces of LinkedIn content and tried to put that out in a day, people would just unfollow you. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to understand that each platform has its own kind of rules, social mores and folkways that you have to live within. Um, and, and that's part of your niche discussion. Your niche discussion is where am I going to post in there for how much content do I need to create? And the other thing that I think is wonderful is it's not an or it's an and 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 i say this a lot people will say matt you know do i need to have a blog yes do i need to have great social media yes do i need to do videos yes do i need to podcast yes well well is there anything i can get rid of no and the reason why is because again you have to communicate to your ideal client prospect in the media they prefer while they're there with your organic content so we'll get people who call us all the time and say, okay, Matt, you know, I want to do podcasting or video. And I said, well, you can't do, but you, you should do both. And they're like, well, do I take the 27 minute video of the podcast and turn it on YouTube? You can, um, or what's better is you shoot a less than three minute video about what you just talked about. And so you have to understand And Thankfully, Olivia, there's people like you out there who understand that, um, the rules of this game that we know we have to play it's table stakes now right and you don't want to shoot a, a 12 minute video nobody's going to watch that sub three we know that works well bite-sized pieces of information what we call interesting but incomplete information that will yeah. get them to do something else yes and that's funny that you said the interesting but incomplete i like that i've never put, had it put that way but you know i always tell them we want to show enough uh that you know what you're talking about. Uh, but frankly, they don't care about the details. You just have to give enough, but we don't give away. Don't worry, we're not giving away your secret sauce, just showing, giving enough information to be helpful, show them that you know what you're talking about and leave them wanting more. So they book the call, so they come to you. So they click that calendar link in the comments or in the caption. So absolutely, I mean, this is all, Definitely par for the course these days when it comes to being a business owner and I'm right there with you. It's not or, it's and. 
unless you're terrible at it and then let's work around that and find something else for you well and that's the worst part is is in in video i think is one of the things well so <clears throat> very few people will take the risk of writing if they're bad at it right which thankfully you're in place to really help with that uh but for some reason advisors are like yeah i'm gonna go ahead and start a podcast and it sucks right <clears throat> i mean the audio is bad the editing's bad they're rambling they don't know what they're doing behind the microphone people just aren't gonna they can love you to death but if it sucks they're not gonna listen same thing with video video drives me insane the lighting's bad they're audio stinks. They have no idea what they're doing. They don't know where to look. Um, so when you're creating media from a, an audio or video perspective, please go through some training. Oh my God, just Google some stuff, go to YouTube, how to create a great podcast, go there. I mean, that's why we set up the Academy. Uh, there's some great thought leaders in video, like our friends at idea to canter. They're putting out video stuff all the time on how to be great behind the camera, but you can't, so I apologize if this comes across as language you don't usually use, but you can't half-ass it. You have to whole-ass it, right? This is a show. You got to be all in because if you're not all in when you're on a show or when you're doing a, a podcast or even when you're writing, they sense it. And that kind of half-assing it makes it so that people aren't going to be as engaged because, well, if Olivia half-asses this, then she probably half-asses this. And that's not what you want. And as a person who has the level of discipline that you do, you know, Olivia, that you have to, you go all out. Because if you only put in 75% in your workouts, you ain't winning nothing, right? And so that's really important. Advisors need to understand that they're professionals. They need to behave as such in everything they do surrounding their area of expertise. Absolutely. So, I mean, that might sound contradicting um, on the surface to what we were saying before, like, you know, put yourself out there. It doesn't have to be so stuffy, but there's a way to do real without being yes. half-assed. So you can be real and you can also be professional at the same time. So it's not, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. So, well, Matt, it has been a wonderful talking with you. I am definitely going to be plugging your Pod Rocket Academy because I think that's a great resource that a lot of advisors can use. And if you don't want to do it yourself, you can contact Matt and his Proudmouth services and they can help you out. Would you like to leave us with anything else today, Matt? Yeah. Um, here, here's the thing. Figure out what you love to do and figure out how to do that in the world of marketing also figure out you have to figure there's there's three things it's frequency intensity and duration right how often do you need to post content how intense does the uh information need to be and then how long do you want it to be if you make those decisions then then what medium you're going to use is going to be very apparent right long form blogs short form posts short form blogs audio podcasts audio snippets uh video stuff whatever you want to do but if you're not doing it, somebody else is doing it and your clients are paying attention. That is just the reality of the world that we live in. Um, I'm not saying that you have to be on every single solitary social media platform, but wherever your ideal client is, you need to be there and you need to be paying attention. And finally, you have to show you're listening. And part of that is you can't just talk at people it needs to become a social conversation so when you post something on linkedin twitter facebook TikTok, instagram wherever you are if somebody likes comments or responds to it you have to have the discipline to go in and even just say thank you so that they know you're listening because even though a lot of people don't like comment and share the 
the people who are interacting with your content are seeing how you're interacting with the people who do. So please make sure that it's a conversation that you're listening. And Olivia, thanks for having uh, me on your show. Absolutely. And I can't wait till we meet again. That's it for today, guys. To learn more about Matt and his company, you can visit his website at proudmouth.com or connect with him on social media. Of course, you can subscribe to his podcast. To learn more about my firm and how we help advisors get more leads and keep more clients, please visit lexiconcontentdevelopment.com or come see me on social and subscribe to this podcast to hear all the latest tips from the greatest financial services industry experts around. Until next time, this is Olivia reminding you to lift heavy, invest often, and market your ass off. Thanks for listening to Get Advisor Fit with Olivia Looper. To learn more about Olivia and how her firm, Lexicon Content Development, can help you, visit lexiconcontentdevelopment.com. If you want to reach out to Olivia on LinkedIn, you can find her at Olivia Looper Lexicon. And if you'd like to follow Olivia on Instagram, you can find her at Lexicon Content Development. Until next time.